Yo, 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 it's your host, African Cowboy here, and you're tuning in to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Mask On, Mask Off podcast. And in today's episode, I have Minister Adonis, a.k.a. my mom. If you remember, on Season 1, I had my dad come in, but now I had to bring my mom in because she's a very important piece as well to who I am today as a man, and even as an artist. Uh, in this episode, we talk about the importance of thinking outside the box, uh, her love for ministry and and walking into your calling so i really hope that you really enjoy this episode and pick up the gems that you can from this episode and it just make your day better if you can so thank you for uh tuning in and listening let's go, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. welcome 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 to the mask on thank mask you. off podcast this is season two episode three and we have a very, very, very special guest. Today we have Minister Adonis, a.k.a. my mom. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited for this episode because I started this uh, this whole podcast, season one, with my dad. Um, uh-huh. I thought it was important to have you on this episode and just like the podcast period because you're an integral piece of um who I am today. Uh recently I don't know if you heard about the Kanye West documentary that he put out there, um, which has been a big thing right now. But uh I always look at his relationship that he had with his mom and how he speaks about how his mom is the reason why he has always believed in himself and fought for his dreams, even when people have labeled him crazy or wrote him off like he was going to fail he always talks about how it was his mom that started him early and instilled in him you know to just have that mental fortitude and just the willpower to go after whatever it is that's on your heart you know if it's destined for you uh and i some that's something i resonate with deeply because that's i feel like that's been our relationship um thank you I've I've ran into a lot of people in life and, you know, unfortunately they had, you know, parents or guardians that never really instilled them or did the opposite of that. And and it was it was something that's clear to me, you know, when you're raised a certain way, you think mm-hmm. everyone is raised that way and then you right. end up looking around and you're like, Why like why doesn't everybody else feel this confident about what they're doing or, you know, their life? And I had to be like, Oh, I was just blessed. So, yeah, this, yeah um, uh, that's the reason why I have you on this podcast. Um, so I know there's going to be people like nepotism, but <laughs> but um, yeah. So how would you just describe yourself and and what you what you do, who you are? Oh wow. Um, I would. I don't really know how to describe myself, but I would say that I think I'm a passionate person. I am. Um, I love God. That's one thing for sure. And um, I'm just uh, work. I work work hard daily uh, to be pleasing to God and to fulfill my purpose uh, on earth, while also trying to, you know, balance. Uh, relationships, uh, family relationships, uh, work relationships, and um, just trying to get out there and and make it. So I think in a nutshell, that's what I would say about myself. I'm not a perfect individual, but I try to give excellency in everything that I do. 
Right. And um, so you would say that's like more so you're you're an ordained minister and I believe what uh, um, would you say there is that therapy or couple counselor like, counselor counselor. counselor. Yes. Yes, um, yes, that I am by the grace of God. Yes, that I am. Yeah. So has that where where did that even begin to have that desire to do that? Because a lot of people, you know, love God, but you know, who it's it takes a different type of person to then have it in their mind and to be, I want to be a pastor. I want to be a minister. You know, it's um, it's funny because a lot of people haven't actually heard me say this, but I never actually woke up wanting to be a pastor. <laughs> if anything, in my teenage years, I would say that I didn't want anything to do with being a pastor. I didn't even want to marry a pastor or date a pastor or anything like that. Um, and my sister and I would say that. And um, we were raised, pretty much raised in, in the church. Uh, so to speak, from as far as I could remember, my mom, who is very integral to who I am, um, made sure we're in the church and everything. And sometimes when you grow up in the church, it's kind of hard for you to actually define and get your own relationship with God apart from your parents. And sometimes you're actually trying to steer away from it because you in the church, you're seeing all the good, the bad, and the ugly of um, the church people. <laughs> and so, um, so I, it wasn't really anything I planned or intended. But, you know, the amazing thing about God is um, once you are in his presence and you've been exposed to the true light of who he is, you can't really um, run away from it. And like you were saying, um, you grow up and then you start to see how some people are different from you. And a lot of that, I can attest that to being um seeing my mom and seeing how she um, she depended on God and God came through examples to where uh, I saw, I watched through my mom, God provide. Um, my mom was a single parent and um, we would have situations where, okay, we need fees, school fees, we need food and all of that. But I saw my mom calling God and God provide. <laughs> and, you know, so I want to say that I saw a real God Mm. Uh, at home and one day um, I was actually in school in high school just you know living my life like I said I wasn't trying to be a pastor I wasn't even that interested but there was always something on the inside of me where after we had fun with my friends or whatever when I was by myself I always had that moment where I would look to read the bible um i would pray by myself so there was always something internally that was just knocking and you know nudging that had been instilled earlier on and at about 17 years old um by the grace of god i can't even give credit um it, it just hit me to where listen i just need to serve him and give him my my all give him my life and um, that's what I did from then on, have never turned back, never looked back. And it was the best decision I've made. And it was at that time that I personally received the call of God uh, at 17, even though I didn't start being a pastor at 17. But it was at that time that I knew that I was called to be a minister. Mm. And, and just a touch, too, because I know there's people going to be listening and be like, school fees. You know, like everybody, everybody who, you know, is from, 
you know, overseas, they understand what you meant when you said that. But I, I wanted to make clear that you were from. I'm from Zimbabwe originally. And um, so I grew up in Zimbabwe. I went to high school in Zimbabwe, um, then came out here for college. But so in Zimbabwe, uh, when you go to school, you pay school, school fees. You, you have, um, everybody pays whether it's a private school or whether it's um, a government school, everybody pays school fees. And that's a big thing there. Yeah, and, and I was, there was an interview with a, a big um, media person within like hip hop. His name was, his name is DJ Academics. And he was from Jamaica and he was like having an interview with somebody and he was telling them like over here, you know, it's cool in America to, you know, go to school and not really take it serious. But back where I'm from, they used to have rankings of who was the best in class. And it's like you didn't want to be the last like people would like clown you. So it's just like. Yeah, I just I when you said that I it resonated because I remember having conversations with you about just like the cultural differences of just school. Yes. Um, here and over there. Yes, that that is true. That is true and uh, and like I say the same I could I agree um with him on that because in Zimbabwe when I was growing up it was a big thing like school and your rankings. Um where I went I went to a private school um in Zimbabwe but we were ranked um, first out of out of the whole um, school year, like whatever your whole, we'd call it your stream, which was the whole, everybody in your grade, you'd be ranked out of that for the first two years. And if you were consistently in the top um, 36, then you would go for your final two years, you'd go to the first class, second class, and you were kind of, yeah, it was, it was intense, <laughs> very intense. Yeah. And, and it's cool it's just how different things happen on like the same same thing and same institutions can be happening you know all across the globe but depending on where you are people are dealing and reacting to it differently but something i was talking to one of my other guests about we were talking about um culturally our perspective here on um health and spirit one thing i i just want to get your opinion on is do you feel like because of where you're from uh, where are where we're from in Zimbabwe uh, that people lean towards trusting God more is there like a different type of relationship based on because you were talking about the things that you were seeing that um, your mom was overcoming by you know trusting God um, do you feel like be based on different circumstances that go on here and go on over there that the relationship for towards God is different or you feel like it's the same thing you know on some level I think there's a difference and I think um because I think people like in Africa, really, because um, not only in Zimbabwe, where I grew up, because what you just said had me thinking about where we have done mission trips to places like Kenya. Mm. And um, whenever we go, Kenya, Zimbabwe, and other places in Africa, whenever we go there, the hunger and desire for God is so deep. And, you know, people are dedicated. They are not trying to, um, not even worried about whether they're wearing the same outfit 
the whole three-day conference or whatever it is, but they are loving God so much. And I think it has also to do with um, knowing him as their ultimate source. And not to say here that people don't love God or they don't know that God is their ultimate source, but um, uh, it's definitely a difference in, in, in the longing and, uh, and desire to, to have God meet their needs, their physical needs, their spiritual needs. Over here, it's different. Some, sometimes, you know, people... You know, some I'm not going to say everybody because that that wouldn't be accurate. Right. right. But um, there are some people here where they have a complacency and almost um, just take God for granted, you know, because maybe because we have so much. I don't know um, exactly where that stems from, but there is different, definitely a difference in um, the zeal, the hunger and the drive that we see when we go to um, people in Africa for their love for God. Yeah, and and that's something I saw firsthand going to Zimbabwe uh, for the first time with with you and some family before right before the pandemic hit. And I remember us going to church, and I when when I woke up in the morning, I was like, I thought we were, you know, you were like, oh yeah, let's go, we're going to church. I'm thinking we're going to like a building, you know, AC. I'm like, okay, cool, let's go. I I wonder what this is gonna, you know, look like and feel like. And then we pulled up. It was like just like a like a dirt dirt you know acre, and there was like a tent, and it it was it was it was scorching outside, and you know there was chairs set up. I saw people like you know service was over, hopping on trucks, loading up on in the back, sitting in the back, and I was just like whoa, like people really, and they were there really in tune and really, you know, feeling it, and I was just like wow. You know, a lot of times we don't even want to go to the cush buildings that we have here, and they're out here in the yeah. heat and under these tents. And it wasn't just like, oh, a thirty-minute, we're out of here. And I was, I had to be like a good two hours or something that we were in there. So, yeah, um, I and and it, that touches me a lot because, um, and let me say, they do have. Let me just put yeah, that yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, they do, in yeah. Zimbabwe, they do have that was just, um, that was just nice, my singular experience. Let me right. not paint. Yeah. It's okay, but just to make it clear out there, just in case somebody you know right. misconstrues what you're saying, they, we do have very nice buildings, very nice churches. But mm-hmm. the way we were going that particular day, they were having a tent meeting yeah. where everybody was meeting, and like um like you just said, um the people there were. If the the joy didn't matter that they were in a tent, they were outside, they were just loving God and giving it their very all. And that always moves me when I see that. The way I start to look at myself, like, okay, we have all this. You know, you walk in the AC, you got all this. And sometimes we just don't even want to do it. But look at these people, they in in their lack, they're out there giving God their all still. Yeah. So yeah, that's always every every trip like that always gets me to look at things into perspective and re-examine my own relationship with God. Like, do I really love God for God, or um, is He kind of like you know, yeah, convenient? Like He's there when I need Him, and you know, kind of you know, I I have to just check that my for myself too all the time. Yeah, and and then one thing I wanted to ask too was. Um, 
you were talking about how at 17 you you know fully immersed yourself um into god and into your into the vision he had for you but just to give people perspective because sometimes i feel like when it comes to certain conversations um that deal with god or even just people who go to church for people who may be on the outside it may seem like um a perfection image that they that they aren't in tune with you know like i oftentimes you'll hear people saying like you know i'm 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 not like those you know people that you know who go to church or who are like this and they set them at a certain pedestal so i just wanted to like just conversation with you from that time point from the time you were 17 until now you know where those were there those ups and downs where you were asking god questions where you would where you were doubting maybe or you know or was it just like you were just on cloud nine since you were 17 until now. Oh, wow. Um, that is just amazing because um, I will start off by saying that we have this misconception that coming to God means that our lives are going to be absolutely great. No challenges, no hiccups. Um, there will be no pain, no suffering. But that is not true because Jesus himself says that as, as we look at him, he is the example and he suffered much. And so um, sometimes we, we have that misconception. And to answer you, uh, your question is that no, it, has, I, I, it was not all hunky-dory. It was not all planned out. Uh, at 17, I received the call. But even then, I was still trying to figure myself out. I tried to talk to my parents about going to Bible school. They were not hearing it. They spent so much money for me to go to private school. And now I want to be a pastor. At that time, they didn't quite, you know, understand. Now it's a whole different conversation. And then I also wanted to be an attorney. You know, that's what I wanted to, in order to pursue that. But and the long and the... point two, right? Huh? And a dancer at 1.2, right? Well, no, that one, I wanted to dance when I was younger, but then I didn't get support from my family, um, even though I was good at it. And so, yeah, so I always wonder, maybe I could have been an, a famous dancer. <laughs> Who knows <laughs> if that got support, you know? So, um, I mean, that's another thing. That's why I try with uh, you guys to just try and, you know, just get, let give you the opportunity. You know, if you're going to fail, let it not be on my account. Like me saying, yeah. maybe I could have been a dancer. Nobody knows if I could have been a dancer. So not, yeah. but um, the, yeah, the, the path is never simple. Uh, there are challenges. Uh, there have been challenges in me figuring out um, my calling and actually coming to, and the things of God don't happen just like that. I was sharing the other day with someone that uh, sometimes I would be at work and I would call my pastor and say, pastor, I'm, I, I'm, I just, I can't be here. I need to go out there and preach. I need to go out there. And he would always say, in due time, in due time, in due time. And so it took years of growing and it took years of developing because what we don't realize is the things that happen in our lives, they actually shape who we become based on how we respond. So um, I can tell you that my life has not been easy. I've faced so many challenges. I've faced um, uh, all kinds of things. Um, that tug at my faith and my belief and hope in God, but I've always looked to him to be true 
And as I always say, um, my favorite verse, if anybody has a favorite verse in the Bible, is Romans 8, 28, which says that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. So that has been my, that scripture has kept me and continues to keep me in understanding that even though um, not everything is going to be good in life, but all things will work out for good. So that gives me confidence that no matter what I face, um, I have the assurance that God is on my side. Uh, and I've faced some really negative <laughs> situations, some challenging, really painful uh, places. But in knowing that God has good plans for me, in knowing that he's with me and never leave me and forsake me, that is what has kept me thus far and keeps me going forward no matter uh, what challenges come along the way. But it's not it's never just a straight, easy path. Sometimes you got to discover yourself. Sometimes you got to learn things about you that need to change as you grow into your calling. Sometimes you have to learn to make adjustments um, as you become what the Lord has called you to be. That has been my experience. That's real. It's, it's, it's almost like you treat it like anything else. Like if you, if you wanted to start a business, right? Yeah. Unless you just know somebody, it's not just going to take off overnight. It's going right. to take some time. But that time taken, it's very rewarding, you know, even though there's no singular destination. As, but as you keep on going, you you gain those rewards. So it's kind of like the same thing, kind of not like a transactional way, but it's kind of the same way spiritually where it's like even through those tough times, you still have to keep on building because the reward is still great to have, you know. Yeah, and those times can be so tough where you want to give up. <laughs> you want to quit. Those times can be so tough. Just like I like the example you gave for running a business. You can run a business and just and, and not make any money for the first five years uh, or not, you know, and you still and you keep chugging at it. So it's the same thing with our spiritual walk with God that, you know, we also have a real enemy who does not want us to grow in our in, in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So the challenges will come up so bad sometimes where you think God has left you. Like, where are you, God? Are you even still here? Just like Jesus says, even on the cross, it says, why have my father, why have you forsaken me? There will be times where you may feel forsaken, where you may feel like you're going to give up on your dream because everything is not lining up. Things are not going on. But I would just encourage, um, I would just encourage anybody uh, with the encouragement that has kept me to look within and hold on to the promise that God has given, the vision, whatever that is that God has given you. It's going to require... Um, a level of tenacity and resilience that is unmatched if you are going to be successful in becoming who God has assigned and called you to be. Right. And just for somebody who may still hear that and be like, ah, that's just a pastor script. Um, could you, could you speak on um, your, your recent testimony of overcoming your your cancer if you if you if you feel comfortable talking about that yeah sure uh, sure um sure um i mean things everything happens to us for a reason and so um my recent 
challenge that came up my way is while I'm serving God, doing all these wonderful things. And night I say, praying for people to get healed and they're getting healed. And then bam, here's this um, unexpected diagnosis of breast cancer. And um, anybody that has had to be told you have cancer, any type of cancer, the first thing that comes to your mind is, okay, I'm dying. That's the first yeah. thing. You then process it or whatever, but the first thing is, I'm dead. My life is over. Um, so, but however, I was able to, to tap in and what I was able to do when I received that diagnosis, it was a shocker. Like, what? Um, uh, then I said, okay, God, if you are going, if you have allowed this to happen to me, you are going to get the glory. If um, I've seen you heal, I've heard you heal people that get diagnosis like Dodie Austin, you know, jo Pastor Joel Austin's mom, um, mm -hmm. she's diagnosed, she stood on the Bible and bam, it was gone. You hear testimonies of Joyce Meyer and all these other people. I said, okay, God, if you can, I know you can heal me. I don't doubt that. You can heal me in an instant. But if you don't, I also know that you will be glorified and you will get me through that. And that may be perhaps... Um, there is a reason there are people I'm supposed to meet on this journey that I would have never met if I mm. had not been diagnosed. So that was my place. And I said, well, and God, if you do call me home, I'm going to go home. <laughs> Amen. Wow. We Christians uh, talk of heaven, but we don't want to die. <laughs> mm. But other than the rapture, or if you die, that's the only way to go, isn't it? So um, I was okay and content within that space. So I began to believe God because I said, okay, God, I know you've made promises. Remember I told you from 17, you've made promises to me that have not come to fruition. So I know that I'm not going to die. But if you are going to allow me to go through this, we're going in it together. Amen. So I started, um, I just believed God and it was not easy at all. There are days then I was went through chemotherapy there are days when I think it was the first or second chemotherapy. I said, listen, God, I can't do this. I'm not going through another cycle of this. I'm just going to quit it. And, you know, whatever. If I die, I die. And I'm just going to quit it. It's just too painful. So, um, and I guess this can be an application for somebody that sometimes you go through things where they are so tough and you feel like you can't go on. You just want to give up and, and cave in. But you've got to find something from deep within that you can pull to keep going. And for me, I would, um, I would play uh, gospel music. There were songs, this particular um, one song that says, your goodness keeps, uh, keeps running after me. And I would just be playing. And sometimes I couldn't even pray. In so much pain, I couldn't pray at all, like open my mouth. But my heart would be praying internally, God, get us, get me through this. And do you know that along the way, I met many people, many, I met, I joined uh, Facebook Christian support groups and I went to the cancer centers. I ended up finding that I was able to, by the grace of God, I was able to encourage other people who would wake up and say, I just feel like I want to die today. I'm like, oh no, you don't want to die today. Mm -hmm. And we are in the same, we're in the same battle. But I then saw why God allowed me to go through there. There are people I met at the cancer centers that I was able to minister to, just to share. We're in the same battle. But um, I guess our level maybe of understanding or experiences, sometimes we just need somebody. So God will put you in places 
where you have a job to do, to shine his light, to encourage someone, even as you carry your own cross. And that's what um, the breast, breast cancer journey uh, did for me. It was, and I got to understand more than I ever did. And I, never, I don't think I would have ever understood the struggles that women face when they are, they, Face, uh, when, when they're diagnosed with breast cancer. Every October, I'd wear the little pink ribbon at church. I'd do the breast cancer walk, but I didn't know a thing mm. about breast mm -hmm. cancer. I didn't know the pain. I didn't know the, you know, um, the struggles where, you know, there are statistics that actually show that when women go through breast cancer, um, they either go through divorce, they go through separation, the significant others leave, they have financial hardships. Those are things I did not even know about until yeah. I was in that space. And then so I want to believe God that even in that pain, even in that struggle, there is so much that I learned. And now even as a point of ministry, when I hear other people um, that are going through it and, you know, as I will go back to Africa because that's where I'm from. And my heart bleeds that there are women out there that don't go for their exams or that don't go for their surgeries where they have to have a mastectomy, which is um, just to make it plain, is that when their breast has to be removed, whether it's a single mastectomy or it's a, it's a double mastectomy where they're removing both breasts. So the women are not going for treatments because they are scared that their husbands will leave them. And some have been left by their husbands on the diagnosis of breast cancer. So this experience, I would have had the passion, compassion, hearing it, but it's different now having walked through it. Mm. And, and so, um, and, and, and it would be easy for someone to say, and some people, that's amazing. Like when you were saying that, you know, is the road easy and simple? I came to find out after the fact that there were some people that actually saw my journey through breast cancer as if it was a curse. Like there was something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you get cancer and you're 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 a minister? There's got to be some kind of evil there, and which is the misconception that we think that because we are children of God, we will not go through the fire. The Bible says we go through the fire, we go through the water, but he deep waters, but he leads us out to a to a into a wealthy place. He go we go through it, and you know not to destroy us. So. Um, that has been uh, my experience and a lot of other things probably in life, but this one probably the most difficult thing I've ever encountered in my own uh, life, but I still can give glory to God, still see the hand of God in it, and now even see it as an opportunity to minister to others. I don't shy to speak about it. And um, what was amazing is when, when I was diagnosed, I came out and I told people that, okay, hey guys, this is the diagnosis, and you'll be amazed how some people that were also going through quietly by themselves came out and reached out to me. Some people um, out of fear or whatever. So then that was my cue that, okay, God, you are using this for your glory. You are using this for your glory. So I began to encourage others and, you know, and, you know, even get help for people that were going through it alone. And it was maybe not breast cancer per se, but some other cancers, but they were quiet, like uh, afraid, ashamed, or you know what um whatever was going on so 
I was able then to, you know, just just walk it with them. And also for me, I I, I leaned more on God than anything, and He sustained me because even then. Like I said, the enemy just always out try and destroy the vision. Even then through my breast cancer uh, journey, there were other challenges that came my way that really were meant to shake me off my foundations, just shake me off believing and trusting that there is even a God. Like, where is he? Why is all this bad stuff happening? But he was there. He is still there and he will always be there. And may I just encourage any of the listeners that are listening here that, hey, even if you're going through a difficult time and you may go through, it may seem sometimes where it's difficulty after difficulty. And as long as you keep standing and you are in right standing with God, where you have not done anything to where, okay, I haven't really, I'm here. Just keep standing, just keep trusting and just keep moving forward just keep moving forward and you will see god work all together all things together for good and i stand here to say uh um breast cancer uh i'm a survivor uh, i've gone through all the the treatments um and i'm just thriving and just moving on was it easy no uh all the other challenges i faced were they easy no but God was there and it, it just takes, you keep going, whatever, you may not be breast cancer for you, you maybe whatever struggle, but just keep going, just keep going, just keep looking, keep trusting, keep believing, no matter what is thrown at you. And I can assure you that you will get to um, your promised land or whatever the, your, what God has destined for you and your life. That's Thank beautiful. You. And you were talking about mission trips earlier. Um, I believe in connections with Beauty for Ashes Ministries, right? Yes. Could you just explain to the people, like, what is that? Okay, so we have a ministry. It's a nonprofit ministry uh, called Beauty for Ashes Ministries, which is a ministry that is really just focused on um, bringing, you know, just bringing hope uh, to the hopeless, just bringing uh, love and light to uh, to the lost, and just bringing people out to the to their ultimate ultimate place where the Lord has prepared for them. And we uh, essentially the hands we we strive to be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ in our communities and um, operate in love is and as we would say maybe a tag, our tagline or whatever you call it is love is the greatest because we are moved in ex ex extending the love of God to others so that they too can grow in what God has uh, called them to be and extend the love of God so with that we have um, we we meet uh, on uh, Zoom platforms weekly. Uh, we send out a weekly word just to encourage each and everyone in their spiritual walk. Wherever God has called you, whatever God has for you, we are here to be to help you to be successful, help you realize what God has for you. We have then. Um, ventured out and gone into uh, to other countries according to uh, God's word to fulfill the great commission, go into other countries just to uplift the people there to help them connect with God and to, to thrive in who God has called them to be, to be free from the bondage that keeps people tied down from uh, realizing their full potential in what God has assigned uh, for them. So that is that is my passion, really, just to see people 
arise and fulfill their kingdom assignment because every single person, whatever, you may not be a preacher, but God has called you for something. There is something that you have that God is going to use to illuminate your community, to illuminate your environment. We are called to carry the light of God. And so as Beautiful Ashes Ministries, uh, we have a team of people and we are just out there trying to bring out that light and to make sure that every other person's light is shining through to what um, God has them to do and fulfill their destiny. That's amazing. And there's, there's a different multitude of people who, who tune in to the podcast. Um, for the most part, we always often center it around art and design. So for any young designers that might be listening or anybody to what you're saying that they know they're calling, you know, through, through art and design that may want to reach out and contribute to the ministry. Like where, where could they reach out? Or even if they wanted to tune, tune into the zoom, like how, how, like where specifically what channels could they reach out to? Okay. Um, so the zoom for the zoom, I guess I can, I can give you the zoom ID. Um, but we do have um, platforms like we are on Twitter. It's Beauty um, for Ashes 4. It's Beauty for Ashes 4 on Twitter. We are also on Facebook. It's Beauty for Ashes um, Ministries as well. And um, on Instagram, I believe it's Beauty for Ashes as well. So we have those platforms or just send an email to BFAM, B-F-A-M, BFAM International at Gmail, BFAM International at Gmail, and then we can um, we can put you on to our mailing list to receive or go to the website, which is www.loveisthegreatest.org. It's one word, www.loveisthegreatest.org. So if you could go there, we also have a, a place for you there to connect with us and to um, to request to be signed up to the weekly word that comes in your email every Monday morning. You will get a word that comes directly to your email for you to encourage you throughout um, the week. And um, you could email me directly as well at ministeradonis at gmail.com. And, um, you know, if you want to uh, counseling or you just want to talk to somebody or in encouragement you can email me directly at ministeradonis at gmail.com and we could uh, take it from there but to the, any young designers out there I would just say encourage you to step out of the box just go there is nothing that grows on the com in the comfort zone so if you are going to grow as a designer you need to step out of your box and don't don't shy away uh to what 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 the Lord is placing upon you to do different things. The world is looking for uh, your intellect. The world is looking out for what you have that is on the inside. So don't shy away. Oh well, they always had do it like this. Well, no, you need to be the one to break it out. To this is how it's done now. This is the new thing. Um, and so young designers sometimes may hold back um, because you're thinking, well, this kind of different different is good and so i would just encourage any young designer out there is go out go get it be bold and know that you know just carry the vision you'll face challenges it may not work out um, you may be even rejected a couple of times but just keep moving on and eventually if you keep at it and if you keep focused keep the main thing the main thing 
and stay focused and you'll be successful that's, that's a perfect way to end uh this podcast off thank you so much for coming through it was great talking to you thank you for having me we can do this again and, and, and touch base and see how far the ministry has come amen thank you for having me it was a pleasure all right take care thank you thank you Bye.